from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. in the house that's me Big Shady don't you remember that's where Carlos was calling me Thick Shady when I had the uh, had, the, you don't have had the blonde, blonde had the blonde frocks there for a while oh. you don't remember that no. Thick Shady yeah Bill. so welcome back it's me well, Hi. welcome back <clears throat> welcome in everybody it's the Big and Wild Outdoors Braden Gunn Jonathan Swindle Bill George and Diego all hanging out here in the studio today on this lovely moist pre-Elsa day it seemed uh, <clears throat> rather extremely moist when I walked out of the car this uh, this morning. And standing out front, Bill George was like, oh, are you staring at some cumulonimbus clouds up there? And I was like, no, not yet. I said, but they're coming. <laughs> so uh, just being here long enough, uh, when you're here long enough, you walk outside and you kind of feel that little... Uh, something in the air. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, you, when you feel that sudden 10 degree temperature change and it's like it's it's just, uh, you know, if I had not woke up this morning knowing that there is a uh, tropical storm slash hurricane slash tropical storm slash hurricane uh, barreling down on Haiti right now, then uh, uh, regardless of knowing that or not, walking out today, you would have kind of went like mm, there's, there's something in the air. Oh, my gosh. It. it it was like middle of August when I went out the house. Yeah, it felt great. And it's supposed to be really nice. Uh, we may get some rain and stuff this uh, today, Saturday, but Sunday is supposed to be a lot better. Just in time to uh, blow, some, blow stuff up some up. stuff up, yeah, which is I look forward to every year. Which well, you got to be careful with that. I was, I know the governor turned around, the legislators made buying fireworks and setting fireworks off legal. But they did not uh, make that law where it supersedes local law. And so I do believe over here in Pinellas County, you still have some. Uh, oh, yeah, you'll have the fun police over here. Don't think you can handle those. Good luck enforcing that. Ask California. In other words, like, ask California. You are not capable in Pinellas County of making good decisions. If they can't stop idiots over on the uh, the other side of town from whipping 45 ACPs up into the sky and landing on neighbors' roofs about four or five miles away, then I guarantee they're probably not going to do too much about the fireworks. This to me, I know it's like any other thing that an America sees. You go, uh, you're like, well, you have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. Don't go anywhere without a mask. You have to have a mask. Sleep with a mask. Swim with a mask. Got to have a mask. Here's Nancy Pelosi getting her hair blown out. She's not wearing a mask. Well, why is she telling me to wear a mask, but yet she's not wearing a mask? So you have our illustrious mayor over here in Pinellas County saying, 
Um, he really got his uh, f- his Facebook page really fired up when he said, this year we're going to be doing a drone show. And, of course, and everybody was like, great, my pets, I won't have to drug my dogs and um, other people with PSD and, 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 and the dogs won't be frightened and they won't be howling in the neighborhood and all that stuff. And then comes back two days later, oh, no, the fireworks are still going to happen. <laughs> so, so if the city can blow them off, why can't we? You know what I'm saying? they're responsible. They're here to take care of you. They have your explosion needs taken care of. Sure. Everybody forgets about it when uh, a couple of those mortars went off on the barge about uh, 10, 15, 17 years ago. (laughs) And those poor uh, Valachi brothers that were out there, uh, you know, ended up in the emergency room. There are some stupid stuff that happen with fireworks. I I will have to admit. We've all done it. We're still here. Well, listen, I will have to admit that I watched somebody I knew who was extremely intelligent with the, one of those mortar tube things. When they turned around and before they lit it, there was a little piece of tape around it. Oh, they no. thought they needed to pull that fuse out from underneath that tape. Mm-hmm. Well, when they did, the dang mortar was now upside down in the tube, and instead of it being oh, no. boosted to go up, you had that initial boosh. Yeah. And it pushed it down in the tube, sure. and then it exploded in the tube. There you go. And let me tell you, that at about 50 feet away from you, it sent stuff everywhere. It makes you proud to be an American. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I've had a few numb fingers before from the old uh, black cat. You go to light it, and you go to throw it. Spow! Oh, that yeah, one was faster. My fingers off. Yeah, those have happened, but rub just, some dirt on it, boy. Just be careful, you know. I mean, it's uh, they've been around for a long time, so I, just be careful. But on to Bill George's point, uh, if you uh, have a hankering to go out in the backyard and fire off a couple of dozen rounds up into the sky, <laughs> don't uh, do it. Please, um, if you see somebody do that, do the right thing. That right there should be reported yes. because those. Those projectiles go wherever they go, and well, uh, I can they, tell they come you, back down. When I worked in Bartow, there was one of the porches that had a bullet hole that came down through it. Boom! And then when I back in the eighties, there was a time we were out there playing dominoes underneath the carport, and a round came down through the carport and landed on the concrete, and so yeah. we were lucky there. I had to replace my roof. Two forty-five rounds came through the came through the roof. Well, Full I, metal listen, listen, you have to admit, if you had two forty-five rounds hit your roof, that guy was holding a pretty tight group. No, they were, one was uh, right no, no, around no, no. the, but uh, think about the distance the gutter, traveled. And the other one was up there uh, near the ridge line. So T- they were a good 25 feet apart. the distance traveled, though. Sure. And uh, I'm sure the other five landed in my backyard where my kids could have been out running around and playing and having a great time. So... If you're thinking about doing that, don't do it. You know what? Stop by, buy some Tenorite, and go out there and uh, make all the no, noise well, you want. No, no if you, you have to shoot around to get the Tenorite Yeah, to but, go. you know, at least it's gone. It's over. It's flat. It's, you know, hopefully you'll have a backstop. And, there you uh, go. You know, you do it Find a backstop proper. somewhere, and if you want to fire off a couple rounds, have at it. And, you know, that's, sure. something, that's something I've never really thought much about with Tenorite, is here I am, that stuff really has no mass to it. You got a little plastic container. By the time you shoot that, that plastic is... Oh, it's evaporated. It, 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 it's, it's into dust. Mm-hmm. 
But what happens to the bullet? Does it make it to the far side before it explodes? Does it explode? Where's that projectile end up? Depends I've never on the given round. that much thought. Depends on the round. I mean, if it's a FMJ, it probably goes right through it. It's only plastic. It's not going to stop it. No, no, but I'm just thinking that mass, you know, I don't worry about the explosion of the Tenorite because it don't have mass. Where you end up with trouble is when you get people who decide, let's do something smart, like put a bunch of it in a refrigerator. Then you have a refrigerator door flying somewhere. Yeah, sure. That's shrapnel, cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was awesome. Great video. <laughs> Lesson learned. Or in the middle of a corn pile with a bunch of hogs. <clears throat> that was yeah. even better. That was a really good one. But but I just never thought where that bullet, where that lead mass was going to be when was it ever going to possibly be pushed back at you, or is it always no, downrange? No, it's 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 probably already gone through before that sucker's even reacted and gone, man. That thing's zippity doo dying through there, man. It's cool, uh, but just be careful, be safe, but also be thankful. Remember, it was people with firearms that gave you the holiday. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's good. Guys with scroll rifles shooting single shot. And, they weren't. Uh, they weren't all issued from the government. No. No, 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 no. These are these are you know, bunch of guys out there doing their diligence, farming. Read the uh, Second Amendment. Having some good old times out there, trying to feed the family and get some meat on the table, that kind of thing, you know. And so you pick up your thirty-two caliber squirrel rifle and aim it at a Brit. <laughs> That's how you did. It. The red coats. It's all good. So uh, go out, be careful, be safe, especially on the water. Law enforcement is going to be out in uh, droves. As we get closer, everybody out there celebrating the victories of the Rays and the Bolts and everybody else. Everybody's kind of in a party mood. So with a hurricane coming, with a hurricane coming on a Monday night with all the watch parties going on slash hurricane parties, it's going to be a wild weekend, I think. It's going to be pretty nutty. So uh, be careful. We're going to take a break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego hanging out with you this morning on this uh, moist Saturday morning. Thank you so much for getting up early and hanging out with us today. We really do appreciate it. Uh, as you heard in the commercial break, the uh, the new expo going on out there in Lakeland is going to be happening in July. And from what I hear in the room, we have tickets to give away. So if you would like a pair. Is it a pair? Yes, it is a pair. It's not like a family 29-pack or anything like that? It's just a pair of tickets? A pair? Well, they can call in and get a pair this hour. They can call and get a pair next hour. They Don't encourage that type of activity. Are you crazy? They can call and get a pair in a third hour. So okay. there's well, three it, family members. There's it, six tickets they could wear. You better have three different names. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like it's kind of like applying for gator tags. They could do, you know. Well. Not really. <laughs> if you'd like to uh, win a pair of tickets to the Expo uh, coming up on July uh, 30th. When is it? 26th? 23rd to the 25th. 23rd through the 25th. Why don't we do that? In, you going to do that now? Why not? Do one now. How What's many pairs do you have? Don't you have like 80,000 pair, pairs? Pair per hour. See, so hush. We could do it now while we're, we're still young and fresh. 
If you'd like to uh, win a pair of the uh, tickets to the expo out in Lakeland, uh, go out there and hang out and go see all kinds of wild and wondrous things, then all you have to do is give us a call at uh, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. What number did you guys pick last week? What were you? You said quattro? I did four. I, I, I cared for Diego. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. You were looking out for his well-being? Oh, yeah. Diego's shaking his head. Okay. Then we can do four. We can do four. Caller number four, you'll uh, win yourself a pair of tickets. So 888-404-1010. And uh, give us a call if you want to. Uh, speaking of the hurricane, as we did just a little bit alluded to just quite quickly before the break, um, if you're not going to be traveling this weekend, if you're not going out and taking the camper and loading up the kids and doing whatever it is you're doing, um, do take some time today to kind of prepare a little bit, maybe trim up some limbs or, uh, you know, that big giant oak tree that's in uh, swaying back and forth in the front yard that you might want to thin out a little bit, kind of spend the weekend picking up yeah. some stuff around the yard. Personally, and- I'm not cutting a limb that I don't have to have cut, okay? No, I understand. Because if I don't have a way to get rid of it, that's just something that's going to fly. Well, now, here's here's what the experts will tell you. After you cut off all said limbs, if you do not have a pickup scheduled for your garbaggio, then uh, <laughs> drag it into your garage. Yeah. That way it's there, you know, when you're ready to go and you can get rid of it. Uh, when you need to, or as you have it on the ground, cut it up into smaller pieces and at least put it in a pile. That so makes it easier to fly. Yeah, not really. Or you know, you could uh, just throw it in the pool. Well, that that was <laughs> that was something that was funny. Remember yeah. that, was the, that was the end all be all. Just throw it in the pool. Yeah, throw everything in the pool and it'll be fine. I was t- I was telling a guy that just just started working with us. He's not from the state of Florida and. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about things like patio furniture and this and that, and if you had a pool. Oh, I remember that. You, you that just was throw the... that plastic furniture in there. It floats in the pool, but it's not floating above, you know, sticking up it's to not the point where catchable. something can catch it. I said, now it's not blowing around into your, your no, sliding well, glass Somebody door. made this comment to me the other day. They said, this is going to be the gauge for all the naysayers about the people that are moving into the state. This is going to be a really good wake-up call for them to see just how many <clears throat> folks we've had move in over the last six months. And they'll be going back getting that U-Haul truck and heading back out to where it came from. Is that what you're saying? No, it just tells you how many people's actually here that have never experienced well, this Well, we'll see. Eddie's on the phone. <clears throat> hey. Good morning, Eddie. Oh, wait, why are you driving a truck, you, you man? You in a truck? I thought you were not driving trucks on the weekends anymore. Well, sometimes when your boss asks you to step up, you just got to bite one for the team, brother. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I see. Where where are you? No, I'm a working man. That means I ain't a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but where, where are you uh, working at? Are you driving or are you pulled? What are you, what are you sleeping? What, what? Yeah, I pulled a tr- couple of trailers down to uh, Sarasota, brought a couple back, then hooked up the set and went down to Fort Myers. And now I'm uh, finishing up here in Plant City. You know, uh, at a I got I to gotta give you this much. In all the travels, I think we logged around uh, 2,538 miles of driving on my little uh, getaway. And I will have to say this, that when truckers are on I-10 or 12 or, any, or, or 94 going up to Louisiana, they they know the rules, man. They get over, they they do their pass, and then they get right back over again. 
and they just they they do it. Somehow or another, when they get turned south on 75, they lose their minds. Then it's like four wide. Get the hell out the way. Watch out, I'm coming over. It's like, what the hell happened? We were so nice and polite on 10, and now all of a sudden on 75, you guys just want to do bumper cars. It's not you guys. That was no GFS truck you saw. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> most of them look like independent kind of guys that uh, would pull that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, but I, I will say that uh, the truckers were very polite and nice when it came to I, I-10. The only time I don't stay in the right lane is in Orlando going through I-4. I'm in the center lane because you always get jacked up if you're in the right lane. Oh, yeah. People don't know how to merge or people uh, people that don't know where in the hell they're going and, uh, you know, looking for their exit, and then they passed it and sure. all frustrated now. So I have to stay in the center lane and get her, get her down the road. Well, that's good. Now, what are you uh, what are you doing these days? Are you uh, just calling in to give us some hurricane preparedness for truckers, or what? What are you doing? Oh, I, I'm I can't wait till that little storm comes. Maybe some <laughs> of them Yankees that have been moving down here move back north. Oh no, no! You know what happens when the hurricane comes? They all breed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything. I'm a transplant, you know. So they also get an okay transplant. (laughs) But some of them Yankees that I've been seeing lately, I've been seeing a lot of New York tags, and I haven't seen much that come out of New York that has been good. Well, you know, and that's another interesting thing that I learned on my time on the road was um, driving through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, all that stuff. All, All the most tags that i saw i felt like i was really in the minority was mostly texas tags or the state that i was in as soon as you cross that florida line all of a sudden it's like uh new york new hampshire ohio it's like everybody's like going down to to florida but um, i've been even seeing a lot of california tags here yeah i saw a few of those Saw a few of those, and I saw one from Washington, and I was like, "What in the world? Why would you drive all the way from Washington?" To He's here? really lost. I guess so, but uh, hey, Shrek, man, I gotta tell you, happy uh, birthday, brother! Yeah, 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 yeah. I made it. I made another trip, so it's all good. What are you, fifty-five now? Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least I feel <laughs> like it when I roll out of bed in the morning. Yeah, this is what it feels like. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was uh, it was a good birthday. We had a good time, and. Uh, uh, we went out to have a, our uh, big steak dinner. So me and the kids went out and uh, had a big giant uh, steak. And for some reason, getting two 20-ounce ribeyes and one uh, 12-ounce uh, New York strip, somehow or another, is cheaper than going to eat at the seafood place on Gandhi. How in the world does that happen? Because I don't think the pandemic has affected the shrimping or uh, mullet fishermen as much as uh, the beef and pork industry. Why do you say that? Because yeah, you're probably right. Because uh, you know you're pretty socially distant in a boat out in the middle of the water. You know, <laughs> well, that's true. But seems kind of common sense. That's why me and my girlfriend. Hopefully, this rain goes away. We're going to socially distance on our paddleboard and. Uh, do some paddle boarding this afternoon. Well, that'd be nice uh, until this afternoon when the storms kind of roll in. So hey. just be what careful. What do you mean this afternoon? I've already driven through several of them this yeah. morning. You, you, maybe you just need to turn around and uh, 
get you a piece of sale material and <laughs> when you get just in the right thing pop that out and don't have to paddle so much i just wanted to my might take me to cuba well, yeah, or you could uh, pick up some wind speed extremely well, and uh, your paddling is over in about ten minutes. So. Come on now, that's no exercise. I got a, I I've gotten engaged now, so I got to get yeah. exercise and what? burn off some of this uh, belly fat. So uh, I don't look so bad up the, there next to my bride. Gotcha. So, when when are you actually gonna tie it? That's up to her. <laughs> She's making all the plans as always. I just tell her. I just tell tell her where, when to show up and what to yeah. do, and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Unless boss calls and says you have another delivery. Same thing as men have been saying. <laughs> no, since it won't happen then. No, no, no. Family, family takes priority over work. Gotcha. Well, get out there, have some fun, be careful, go out and do what you got to do. Get ready for deer season, man. Yeah, I need to do that. You guys got any good deer stands there at? Uh, the place you work at? Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, if uh, not too much in the world of climbers or anything, but uh, right. if you want some big muddies and things you can fall asleep in and not fall out of, yeah, sure. Uh, and some stay dry. Nice in. ladder thing. Yeah. Because I picked up a property in Alabama. I'm hunting in Alabama and Georgia this year. Oh, boy. Going to whip out that creed more. Is that what you're going to take, or are you taking something bigger, better? Well, I picked up that 300 PSR. Oh, yeah, that'll work. And, uh, I got the what is called the Hell's Canyon, the uh, Browning Hell's Canyon. Nice rifle, very nice rifle. Yeah, I picked that one up. So I need to find a scope to put on it, but that'd be a nice uh, look out there and reach out and tap something. Yeah, probably depends just, on how well you shoot. I was gonna crank out the fifty cal. I just made a quick trip up to PA and back, and I thought about letting my wife shoot that fifty cal, but. We ended up working and doing all kinds of other stuff. I never did get a chance to take it out, but that's five dollars a round, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, no, it's when inflation is probably ten. No, 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 hey, not with, quite that. It's four dollars a round. <laughs> okay, but listen, how much <laughs> is enough. how much is your lease? What's that? How much is your lease? Uh, one seven fifteen. The other one's fifteen. Okay, how many rounds can you buy? Even if I were to shoot a fifty cal, a lot. It yeah, becomes statistically insignificant. Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to stop a Jeep or, any, or anything like that. I just yeah. I want some deer meat left over, you know yeah, what I mean? I don't yeah. want to clean it. I know, I, shoot it. I know. Yeah. Uh, I I I think I'll do it one time just because It'd be good for a headshot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. On a dough. Yeah. Or you do a Texas heart shot, and that way you just go ahead and gut it at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you take out the whole cavity yeah, then. Yeah, that way you just, so. it's nice and clean, and you're all ready to go. All you got to do is just skin it out, and you're all good. No, there's Have you ever heard of that. Salem, Alabama? <laughs> What's that? Salem, Alabama, like Salem's uh, yes. cigarette? Never been there. Well, that's where the, the property It's. <laughs> What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there. I might know some people up in that area. So. Well, it used to be part of the Mossy Oak Breakup Outfitters. Okay. Ah, so there should be some nice does hanging around there. 
Yeah, a lot of bucks, too. I've seen some pictures of that deer in that town, and they're pretty nice. Well, good luck this this year, man. Give us a call when you you get a little close to it, man, and congratulations on your pending nuptials. Thank you. Y'all have a great weekend. See you, Eduardo. Was that our winner, Maureen? Did she win the tickets? Well, congratulations to Maureen for winning the tickets. That's awesome. Did you get her info, all that stuff? Did you get her info, everything? Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. This is the Bigger Wild on Dogs. We'll be right back. They're coming to town here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. ZZ Top. Saw our boy Vince was out in Chicago. Went out to see Chicago. Went out to see them. Uh, he went to Chicago or he went? To see Chicago. The band? Yeah, the band. Okay. The group, yeah. So it's nice that uh If he, if he went to Chicago, things. he might want to make sure he takes a pull up fest with him. <laughs> Depends on where you are. Um, listen, I know I hate to burst the bubbles of all you folks who went out there and Caught the tarpon of a lifetime and had a great and wonderful time with your guide. And it was like the most wondrous, gorgeous thing you've ever seen. It was awesome. Um, if you didn't hear this past week, <clears throat> actually it was more than a week ago. Uh, Angler, some of us may know this guy. He has his own YouTube channel. But uh, Josh uh, Jorgensen, or Jorgensen if you want to. Uh, he went out there and caught one off of Baja, Solano, Colombia out there fishing in South America. <clears throat> they figure it was a world record, but it doesn't really count because more than one hand touched the reel and uh, was it caught by just one fisherman. And the reason why is because it weighed 300 pounds. <laughs> what do you mean it weighed 300 pounds? 300-pound tarpon. How do you know how much it weighed? Because, Bill George, you know that all you have to do is measure the girth and the length and you go by what the uh, speculators put on the piece of paper. It's kind of like your BMI. And then they can guesstimate the uh, well, size of the fish. So a world record, they guesstimate? They're going to have to because you can't kill it. I mean, I, I, well, maybe no, in South America. There, you, you might be able to. I guess in South America. Oh, yeah. You can. Even here, you can legally kill a tarpon. It's got to be bigger than three. If it was a record, yeah. No, you know? no, no. You did not. You have to believe it might be a record. Yeah, like I said, if you think it's a record, then you go right ahead. But they fought the fish for nearly two hours. Uh, The fight was pretty arduous. And since the uh, man in question, uh, Mr. Jorgensen, has a back, serious back condition, so the best place to be is out fishing. (laughs) Especially for tarpon. It's got to be bigger than three, though. I know people have caught close to three in the past. Uh, he caught the fish and got it and uh, could fought it for a while, said I couldn't do it anymore, and four guys took turns basically fighting it and had to get four grown men and another one from another boat to hoist the beast over the side of the boat. Okay. So they said that uh, it was still healthy. They released it. Everything was all good. Uh, the fish measured 87 inches long from fork to tail. Uh, 54-inch girth at the dorsal fin, and using the Turpin Bonefish Trust website Turpin calculator, recommended by most accurate by the anglers, the Turpin would have weighed around 312 pounds, and that far exceeds the current weight of 286 pounds, 9 ounces taken in Africa 
in 2003. So that is a big, ginormous minnow. Well, here they don't want you taking those out of the water, and it has to do with this, with size, especially the large fish, and their weight supporting their organs when you turn around and take them out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh. So uh, it says that uh, two other noted guides who believe the photo showing the tarpon of the massive fish is likely over three three hundred pounds was uh, Earl Waters of Homosassa and our buddy Dave Marquette. One of the most experienced guides, of course, in Bubba oh, yeah. Grand. So uh, they took a look at the picture and went, <laughs> that thing is well over 300 pounds. thing's huge. That's that's a picture of the said minnow right there. Yeah, and that's that's like how they do not want you taking a picture of a large fish. Yeah, well, I guess you could do it in Columbia. Well, like <laughs> in I said. In Columbia, you, you probably could have them for dinner. Steve yeah. had, uh, Steve was, uh 200 plus and uh, the thing was massive i mean it was it was huge i can't imagine a 300 pound tarpon and and uh, and really if you think about it in under two hours just about a two hours they had the fish in so that's not too bad i mean i've heard of guys that uh battle a uh, 48 inch snook for uh 35 minutes running up and down uh, the beach i'll have well, to take the picture of it when i go back to their house but brian and amanda brian used to guide at the pass and he's got one that's close to 300 that they've got a picture of and they did an article on that's huge and, man and the thing is you know when you look at world records there are so many different weight classes and it, it a world record is just good you know it, it just you could have a world record on ten pound test and sure. fifteen pound test and twenty. You know, good thing whatever, it white tail deer. There's so many yeah. different things. Yeah, if he'd have caught that three hundred pound tarpon on four pound test line, uh, that would be a world record that would probably stand for many, 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 so, many, many decades, if not centuries. That would be well, but that's <laughs> one of those records that when you see that record, you're like, why? Well, you know, I mean, it is what, what, do what it you is. Mean, why? It's just like not everybody just. Wants to bull things in and rank it down, and it's finesse. It's finesse. It's finesse. This is from a guy who hunts with a three hundred wind mag. Well, <laughs> there's that's no not, finesse. That's not finesse. That's I'm on a trip. I do not want to turn around. Uh, I'm going to capitalize yeah. on the opportunity that sure. was given. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure. I get Boom. you. Good for thee, not for me. Gotcha. You can finesse that deer all you no. want to with a twenty-two no. short, but I'm gonna. If go somebody, just... if somebody else wants to choose to do that, I'm not ever knocking them for that. <clears throat> and speaking of records, a Burmese python was captured down in Collier County, and uh, I, 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 I'm gonna read this, and you tell me if it sounds what it says. Enough Burmese pythons have been captured and removed from Collier County to weigh more than three fully rigged F-150 Ford pickup trucks, including all the males and the heaviest and all that other stuff. But the male python record in Florida, 185 pounds uh, captured most recently and 140 pounds, respectively, uh, were caught this uh, bad boy. That's that's a that's a big snake, man. Yeah, that that's human weight. And um of course, this is during the Python Challenge thing, so they're telling you to get as many of them as possible. And I always say, I know the big ones are the breeders, um, but those are seem to be the most easiest to catch. I mean, something that's slithering around the ground that's 12 feet long, it's pretty easy to spot. <laughs> it's it's right. the little that ones. Weighs that weighs 180 pounds. Yeah. 
it's the little ones around four to six footer that are seem to be the hard, most elusive ones to get that seem to do the most damage to small to mid-size wildlife down there. You know what I mean? Fawns, hogs, raccoons, possums. Four to six snake is not taking a fawn, a hog, or none of that. How do you, a python? Why wouldn't no. they? No. You're going to tell me they wouldn't even attempt it? Nope. How do you know? He's not big enough. Dude, have you ever seen a bass? There was a video out there of a, ga- a bass that had like a monster tilapia stuck in its mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna I share it, that one. I'm going to give it a shot. It looks delicious. Looks like it might need to be uh, eaten. And it's pretty much done. And the guy took the both of them and threw both the fish back, and I laughed because I that was a fish fry. I cannot believe that that tilapia was still alive, that uh, that, that bass had stuck wedged in its mouth. And that was recently. It was what last week. Took a pair of pliers to pull. Ten pound, <laughs> ten plus pound bass, and yeah, I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. That's really bad. That's not good. Found in the lake swimming upside down. You didn't see the video? No. What? The, what did you do up there in Pennsylvania? I think I tagged you. Uh, Were you at Baptist College or something? What? You don't have electronic devices? No. What's the problem? We worked. Worked up there to work. Were you working on building a new outhouse? Uh, Mo, groundhog dealing. That's it. Wait, groundhog dealing. Oh yeah, dealing I, with I groundhog. Groundhog do something I've never seen before. Well, I want to hear all about the groundhog dealings when we come back because I don't know what that means. All right, unless it involves a hypervelocity small projectile. Might have been. Okay, we'll learn more when we come back from Mr. Bill George about groundhog dealing. It is Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Sound that a hurricane makes when it comes when it comes in. I know that's probably pretty close to the sound that Strap made when we hauled the Jeep frame up to Pennsylvania, and you had the hollow bolt holes in the Jeep frame whistling and a strap whistling about the same harmonic. Harmon. It just just drive you nuts. No, oh, it didn't bother me at all. My daughter. Well, that's because you're crazy. Uh, now, uh, before the break, we were talking about you heading out to Pennsylvania and uh, doing some dirty work while you were up there. And yeah. <clears throat> you alluded to the fact that you did some groundhog uh, stuff up there. So what is what? Well, we went up there, did a quick little trip up, my wife and I, after the show last weekend. And uh, we stayed up there for a couple of days. But got a lot of, got a lot of mowing in that done. But... One of the things you always attempt to do is uh, get those groundhogs that start burrowing all over the place around your buildings and everything. No. Um, undermine the foundations. And, you know, I, I, I hadn't seen one. We, we had taken care of some of them the last time up during turkey season and that. And When you take care of them, you mean go out there and shoot them, get rid shoot of them? Yeah. Shoot them. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean Pennsylvania doesn't require you to live with? 
the groundhogs? No, 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 no. Do you eat no. those dang things? You can. Yeah. You can. There's actually some recipes for them, you know. But uh, and they, as usual, say the younger ones are better than the older they ones. They make a nice but, hat, Bill said. But uh, yes. we turn around, and we went to go go into town, and I walked out the door, and as I went to go around the co- the card, up in the field up above me, there was a groundhog, so I immediately froze, and I'm sitting there. Of course, me. I'm in this bright, bright shirt and everything. It's like, okay. Did he see me? And he's kind of sitting still, and I'm sitting still, and I'm like, let me ease back behind the car. And as I ease back behind the car to try and put it in between me and him, he took off running. So I immediately— Why was all this cat and mouse going on? Were you going for the elusive twenty two long rifle? Or? Well, yes, I was going to go two twenty three. Okay. two three. So we turn around. Seems and like I a lot of horsepower for a groundhog, but sure, go ahead. It's what's there. <laughs> it's what's there. I mean, I could say the well, same thing. That's no, what I used on prairie dogs, and they blow up. It's about a hundred yard shot, so right. it's, it's not a bad gun for out there. Sure, in town. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we turned around and I went down, got that, went out, and of course I didn't see him. He had gone down into a creek, creek, you know, area with lots of trees and that. And I, I'm sitting there and I'm staying in the house now, so I'm not spooking him. I'm looking out. And I saw something I'd never seen before. That groundhog had climbed up a tree that was only about four inches in diameter and was out on a limb, kind of kind of just going like he was trying to fall off. And at one point, his rear end came off, and he he's pulling himself back up on the front end. I had never seen a groundhog in a tree before. So he's a groundhog that identifies as a squirrel is what you're trying to say. Well, they are rodents, and and but I had never had you ever heard of a groundhog in a tree? I've never even seen a groundhog, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I, all I can assume Pumpkin is that he was. Phil. All I can say is I was assuming that he got up in the tree so he'd get a better shot, and he turned his rear end at you, and he was mooning you, and he was just yeah. out there taunting well, you. It, it, That's it all was he was doing. Like that. But it's I turned payback. around. I turned around. I had never seen that before. Did and, you shoot him? Well, not out of the tree, but. Uh, <laughs> Because Why? because of the angle and and where that bullet okay. was going to go, I thought you were fixing to say you're just going to break out the fifty and just knock the tree down and no, then, sure no. stomp him. So I turned around, I went and got a better angle and ended up shooting him when he had got back down on the ground. But uh, I had never seen a groundhog in a tree, and after I talked to a few people, I hear that they actually do climb trees on a fairly regular basis, especially like apple trees and pear trees to get up there to get the fruit. So they're not truly groundhogs. No. They, uh, they, they're climbing ability trees. They, they're rodents. Logs. They're, they're like in the squirrel family in that. And well, that's like uh, the video I posted from the woman up in New Hampshire, Connecticut, or somewhere where, you know, the coyote was Crawling up in her tree, eating apples. I mean, it got up. He was up in the tree like a goat up there just snacking away. And she's right. like, I've never seen this before in my life. And I had never seen not that. I've never seen. I've seen coyotes get on top of honeysuckles and get up on top of the masses of vines and go after uh, grapes if they're growing up there. You know, yeah. they'll eat on muscadines. But well, uh, I've never heard of them. my dad, who grew up in Pennsylvania, had never heard of groundhogs climbing. <laughs> Well, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> there was some crazy man in a bright shirt looks giving me the big oh, hairy yeah. eyeball. And, and I'm sure he was up there just trying to assess 
you know, assess the lay of the land, look for things that sure going to come get them. Nah, there, he was there, up there taunting a, you. There's another Bill on the line with a groundhog story. What? Ah. Bill, hi, Uncle good Bill. morning. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? We haven't heard from uh, you in a while. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. You were gone last Saturday. I want to thank John, Jonathan and them for the tickets I won. But originally from Virginia, we groundhog hunted and helped the farmers out because besides hard on uh, foundations of houses, they're hard on farming equipment. They earned the hog name real easy. That, 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 that there is where I first lo- learned to hate a groundhog. After a trailer full of hay rolled over, and I had to load up all the hay that I just spent all morning loading up on the trailer the first time. Why? Because it went into oh, a yeah. hole or something. Yeah, it went oh. into a hole. Yeah, yeah. When it hits, when it hits groundhog hole, it's hard on them, you know. And of course, with you know, when you deer hunt uh, in Virginia, I still got my rifle, the thirty out six, you know. It's not much left when you hit them with a thirty out six. So, well, I mean, uh, not unless you're planning on you know making some fried groundhog fritters or something. Yeah, nuggets. I don't know. Well, I know people that like them. I'd I'd give them to a a, a pastor that lived up not far from the farm I was hunting, and he enjoyed them. But I wasn't a big fan of groundhogs. I wonder what it tastes like. Is it like rabbit? Does it look like rabbit when you I've never it tasted it. Oh. The one that I, I did I have never shoot, had it myself, so. My, wow. my grandfather did tell us one time as he left and pulled out, if we shot that groundhog with the twenty two pistol, he'd cook it up. And when he finally came back, we had him dead. And we said, here he is. And he put him down the hole and buried him in his own hole. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was looking forward <laughs> to trying that. <laughs> yeah. Tricky way to get but, you to go out and shoot him. <sighs> but, you, you know, when I, I've been here in Florida for 30 years, but when I lived in Virginia, a lot of the farmers then were still using the sickle bar mower to cut hay with. Yes. Oh, gosh. And that was hard on the on the mower. So yeah, when they, they like hit dirt the ground hole. Yes. Well, I remember when uh, Florida, there was uh, about a year or so, I don't know what Brainiac thought it was going to be a good idea to uh, bring prairie dogs down here to Florida. Remember they were selling them as pets? Remember that? I don't uh, remember that. Yeah, it was like the new thing was these cute little furry, you know, uh, prairie dogs. Of course, uh, I didn't realize flying squirrels are here, and they were being sold into vet trade. <laughs> but if I just I was sitting here thinking, man, with all the loose soil and everything that we have here in Florida, that's all we need, really seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know how those things breed, and they would just take over everywhere, and it well, would just be, it would be crazy town. So luckily, uh, legislation-wise, they went, no, nope, that's a bad idea. You can't import those well, things in I here. can tell you in the vast majority of Florida along the coastline, that won't be a problem because you go two feet down and you got water. Yeah. Yeah, well, they'd be all, they'd yeah. be all around uh, all these neighborhoods. They'd be up there in Avila, you know, digging well, underneath uh, all the lovely uh, St. Augustine yards. I, I'm enjoying your all show this morning, and I hope when we get over to the expo that I still got the pictures of that bear that I was telling you all about, about back in October, so I'll show you the couple pictures I got. That'd be nice. That'd be good. I'd like to see it. Well, we'll but, be broadcasting uh, on Saturday morning from there. Well, we'll be coming over early because the 
two years ago, we were over there, thanks to you all show, with my grandson, my son and I. And they, my grandson just told me the other day he enjoyed the expo because of everything that was there. That and they had the dog jumping contest for retrieval in the water. Yes. Yeah, my kids love that. And he just absolutely loved it, my grandson did. Yeah, and so did mine. We sat out there. I was bored to tears, but they loved it. They loved watching them run and do you fly out there and hit the water. That, yep. and, that and they got to pet alligators. <laughs> 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 it was, uh, they got to pet them well while they were still alive and do all the oh, other yeah. stuff. So my was, grandson did the same thing. Yeah, so. uh, it was fun. It's, it's always a good time out there in Lake Linden every year. <laughs> They change it up every year, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year after a year of being absent. Hopefully, they'll be uh, full of new and exciting vendors who've been chomping at the bit to show a lot of great new products and things like that out there. So, it, it, it'll be fun. I think this will be a good one this year. Uh, Jonathan, I got a question for you about crossbows. That gentleman that works for you over there at Arrowhead, he real knowledgeable? Yes, sir. Of course he is. Still, he wouldn't work I there if he I still want to get a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one or two for you. I just, you know, I called Tuesday and got the information from him about the tickets. And, you, you know, the message was, you know, you pick them up there at the show. So that's good. Yes, yes. sir. We'll call. Yeah, make it easy. Just show up with your ID and there you go. You're all good, Bill. All righty, sir. You gentlemen have a great day and keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Bill, take care. See take you, care. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you for your service in the eradication of groundhogs. Yeah. Which is always a good thing, I guess. I don't well, know. I've never seen one. The closest thing I've ever seen even remotely uh, up close to a groundhog that I can assume was uh, when we were in Wyoming and uh, Cody, our young guy, uh, ran down a badger. And that was about the closest thing that I ever saw that looked well, they body ran wise. down a badger. Yeah, they ran a down. lot of burrow. They they burrow a lot, and they turn around. They have a propensity for wanting to burrow around the foundations of buildings and that. And you can cause, uh, like a lot of buildings are up on blocks and that, you know, sheds and everything. They'll dig up right up underneath there, and all of a sudden, you lose your support for your building. Sure. Uh, so that there's a lot of issues there, especially on the farmers. They'll they'll make a burrow, and then all of a sudden you're coming across it with a heavy piece of equipment, and the whole burrow collapses, and uh, so it causes a lot of issues. Uh, you know, it just I I never quite understood how much people disliked them until, like I said, I had to reload they the, the hog trailer name. load A because the trailer wheel got down in the groundhog hole and is there a reason why the coyote population doesn't keep them in check i mean uh, are they vicious fighters or they They spend a lot of time underground if you're a coyote i mean i guess you could sit there and wait for them to come out (laughs) (laughs) when does he come out three o'clock god that's gonna be forever from now i'm not gonna wait here all day yeah all right we're taking a break everywhere or wait on a groundhog. Hour number two is right around the corner. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We are the Big and Wild. We'll be right back.